1: There's no going back from that. Like you know, there's there's not enough band-aids to fix that problem. (laughs) This, you know, get him a small glass of blue milk. It's not going to help. He's he's all the force of the world. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was it was genuine.
2: Welcome to this, podcast. this is episode 16. My name is Tim Mitchell and I'm in Toronto, Ontario. And I'm joined once again by Jaime Lopez Jr. in Seattle, Washington. How's it going? And we're also joined by Jonathan Kuline over there in Mississauga. Hey, good to be here. And we have a special guest today. We have Tammy Koron from down in Tennessee.
3: Live long nice and you. infiltrate.
2: <laughs> righty. So she's in charge of uh, weaponry and uh, stuff like that. Zombie killing and things like that. I
3: have a, I have a question, a very important question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do about spoilers?
2: Um, we... We, we announce heavily heavily announced spoilers. I was gonna ask you one very important question. Have you seen Return of the or The Last Jedi yet?
3: Well here's the thing. I don't Wait, have
2: you seen Return of the Jedi yet?
3: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you wash your face. <laughs> I I stopped watching with the one with uh when when Disney took it over. Like this is the oh, second one Disney's done, right? This is
2: the third one Disney's done. Oh
3: see, I, I gave up. And okay, I know so what you, happens. You're, you're, I, I know what happens. The... I looked it up because I was like, oh, does blah 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 happen? Oh, I guess it does. So you're not going to spoil it for me.
2: For you. Okay. Okay. Well, what I was going to suggest anyway was we, when we do a movie that we've all seen with the exclusion of Thor because I never made it there yet. I tried. But um, and I've been to Jedi twice now or yeah, Jedi twice. I can can call it Jedi now. Hey, how about that? Um, Now we have two Jedis. But anyway, um, so what we'll, what we'll do is we'll do a spoiler free talk about it. And then I'm going to set a timer for like 10 minutes and then we'll just talk about and we'll, you know, heavily announce. That's what we did last time for Thor, right? The Thor we did that for, guys. I Can't remember. Maybe Justice League. Justice League. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah, we did a little bit of kind of like safe thoughts stuff. on it.
4: Yeah, spoiler free thoughts on it that were going to be a like thumbs up, thumbs down is what it ultimately mm. leads to. And then we had the spoiler spoilerific section. Sure. It, I'm going to go
3: on record and like, saying Thor so dreamy. <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs>
2: and uh, we have no Orville and no Discovery to talk about this week, right? Right. right. And oh, I, I think with um, with the last no, day, when did, did, we, did, we, did we do we do the finale? <laughs> finale again? Yep. Mm-hmm. That was last Wait. week. Yep. Oh, I fell asleep Wait. in the finale. Sorry. Are
3: we allowed to talk about old stuff?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. T- okay, just about.
4: It it yeah, because I am
3: only here for the old stuff. I, I don't yeah, watch yeah. the new stuff.
4: No, it's okay. Seems yeah. just okay. yeah. okay. 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 better because the Orville is commercially more successful than uh, Firefly.
3: <laughs> really? You're gonna, oh, you are really gonna bring up the F word? Oh, oh I'm leaving. I hear my mother call. calling
2: me There's gonna be fisticuffs. We're gonna John and I are gonna get in
4: a car and drive to Seattle.
3: Yeah John you better go now because <laughs> this is not safe. This is a not safe environment right now. Because I was
4: going to come up in the uh, the fact check uh, for the subsequent episode. I'll, I'll
3: give you a fact or check. Sure. Come here. Let me show you my <laughs> fact check.
4: Critically,
2: uh, I didn't say many. Here's a thing.
3: fact, Jaime. Mean, I never watched it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you watched an episode. Come on.
3: I watched a sort of episode. I got distracted. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 By my son who was like, what year was this made in? The year one? <laughs> <laughs>
2: you got to, you got to just go through, get to get you know, work through that. You just got to keep, keep going. Because after the, after you're done with Firefly and Serenity, you have to do all of Red Dwarf.
3: Wait a second.
2: And then you got to do. No, 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 no. You're sitting here telling
3: me all the stuff I have to watch. And I think life I just you heard you say, I've not seen Thor yet. So I don't even want to hear it.
2: Oh, hey, no, I'm, I'm, it's saw my, saw my, 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 yeah, list yeah, 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 yeah. yeah,
3: yeah.
2: I, mean, I went and saw, I went and saw the Last Jedi the other day, and then I thought it was like um, ten o'clock, or whatever. And I could have got tickets for Thor, and then I thought, well, realistically, I'll probably just sleep through the thing. So, <gasps> I'm, yeah, I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Thanks I, for I letting me fun. crash
3: your show. I'm out of here.
2: <laughs> I'll go see it. I'll go see it later. All right. So as usual, let's start off with some fact check, Jonathan. What do you got for us?
1: Well, I got a few things from last week. Uh, so we'll start at. Four of last episode, Carolyn Ray uh, starred in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the sitcom. Uh, she is, in fact, Canadian. Tim guessed that right. Uh, she was born and raised in Westmount, Quebec. Mm-hmm. Uh, about seven seconds later, uh, the question was raised, who was the other aunt on Sabrina the Teenage Witch? And that was played by Beth Roderick. Yeah, it's uh, Hilda and Zelda, right? Oh, see, now you got another fact oh. check coming. Well, you lost me again. You, you lost me at Melissa Joan Hart, I told you.
4: Yeah. I believe you're correct, Tim. I and mean, I looked it up. She does play Hilda, and presumably the other actress plays Zelda. Yeah, right, that's Broderick. Yeah, bless you, yeah. Jaime. Bless you. Uh,
1: Eight thirty-two, DC Comics, creative, uh, Chief Creative Officer Jeff Johns. He's officially listed as a producer on Wonder Woman, uh, mm-hmm. not as a writer. I mentioned sh- uh, he was uh, one of the writers. I think he did do some writing, but uh, he's listed as a producer. Uh, Eighteen thirty-six. Uh, the the big question: How many actors have played Spider-Man? So here we go. Uh, Danny Segrin played him in the Electric Company show in nineteen seventy-four to seventy-seven. Ooh, Nicholas back, yeah. yeah Nicholas Hammond played him on the Amazing Spider-Man nineteen seventy-seven to seventy-nine. Uh, Shinji Todo and Hirofumi Koga played him in Spider-Man the Japanese show that Jaime uh, mentioned 1978 to 79. Uh, Toby Maguire of course played him for uh, three movies from 2002 to 2007. Andrew Garfield 2012 to 2014 and Tom Holland is of course our current uh, amazing Spider-Man starting in uh, Captain America Civil War. Uh, 1856 Spider-Man the cartoon TV series which ran from 1967 to 1970 originally aired on ABC. It was not a Canadian production, as Tim uh, oh, really? said. Hmm. Uh, but it did air here in syndication. Uh, Thirty-eight fifty-five. Shield agent Phil Coulson dies at the hands of Loki in Marvel's first Avengers film. Uh, I think you had said he died in the second one. And 3905, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. just began its fifth season on December 1st, 2017. We were kind of lost on what season they were at, so there you go. Mm-hmm. That is your fact check for this week. Cool, all right. So let's dive into the news. All right, some quick hits. So uh, I know we're eager to get into our uh, tall glasses of blue milk uh, in the Star Wars world. So here we go. Uh, So Disney has announced uh, last week it's officially buying Fox Films uh, uh, and TV assets. So they're going to own all their characters back like the X-Men, Deadpool, uh, Fantastic Four. They're also getting Avatar. They're getting Aliens, Family Guy, The Simpsons. So pretty big deal. $52 billion is apparently the buying price. Uh, But this gives Disney a huge monopoly on content going forward and changes the game pretty severely because they also now own 66% of Hulu well this is this
2: is an interesting thing they were talking about this on on CBC I think on uh, I can't remember what it was early early morning show but um, there was a critic talking about the fact that yeah Disney's gonna be like the I think he called it God corporate which I think it's from Howard the Duck right um, that basically they're gonna own everything or like the we say soaks company from the Dinosaurs TV show um, and he kind of saw it as not you know we were all thinking it's gonna be great because' gonna have all this interplay between all these different characters and stuff like that you know but you know the you know beauty in the beast versus spider-man and that kind of stuff but um
1: that was was the first crossover that came to my mind i don't know about you guys
2: (laughs) (laughs) anyway um but uh bell versus spider-man is what i was thinking Uh, anyway the um the uh the thing that's that disney now owns like pretty much they're sort of becoming the walmart of of digital content if you think about it that way right they're going to be able to control how we see and feel about things going forward right
1: yeah that's a that's a lot of ip to have in one place and again now they have the platform to put it out there because they have controlling interest. And Hulu, they can kind of go from there. The other thing that's kind of lost in a lot of people, they all got excited about, oh, we're going to see X-Men versus Avengers but there's reports from the Wall Street Journal and some of these uh, trade magazines, this could be about 10,000 people losing their jobs. Oh, yeah. So yeah. this is a pretty big deal uh, economically for California and for uh, you know the, the film industry because due to duplications, they're going to have to let a lot of people go and that's pretty hard. Right. So uh, our next item, uh, so we had our story several weeks ago about uh, Uh, The Lord of the Rings series is going to be developed by Amazon and uh, Ian McKellen mentioned this week that he'd be interested in uh, coming back and reprising that role of Gandalf. So he he said uh, when he was asked about what he would think about seeing someone else wear that outfit and play that part, he said why are you presuming I wouldn't come back? So that could be kind of cool. We'll know if he's just blowing smoke or if he's, he's, you know, actually going to come back but that's pretty neat.
4: Yeah, and the character is an older character so him getting older doesn't really make that much of a difference. Like, it's uh, not like he's aged out of the role necessarily.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, the craggier he gets, the more it makes sense. Sure. So, the uh, other thing I've got here the uh, director of X Men First Class and uh, Kick Ass and uh, Kingsman uh, is in talks with uh, DC about taking over some of their film projects. We talked last week about the shakeup that they're going over. Uh, they're trying to do something after Justice League kind of tanked a little bit. They're now talking to Matt Vaughn about coming in and maybe doing a Batman movie or Man of Steel 2 or one of the projects they've got on the go. So that is a pretty interesting development because I've actually enjoyed a lot of his films. So it'll be interesting to see if he, uh, he dips into that universe after doing right. a couple of uh, Marvel projects. And uh, let's see, what else we got? A couple quick hits. Uh, Lego Flash. There's a new Lego Flash trailer. Highly recommend checking that out. Looks like a lot of fun. That's coming out early next year. Uh, the first image from Hawk and Dove when the new titan series came out i am totally on board i love those characters it's gonna look great and unfortunately the bbc has announced they're canceling dirk gently so two seasons out of that uh, of course the douglas adams novels turned into this uh, series and uh yeah they've decided that two seasons is enough so
2: yeah i got confused between dirk gently and, and the one where where um you know, what's the young lad's name um frodo what's his name elijah wood elijah wood yeah i got confused about elijah wood versus with that dog that he was in the show and dirk gently it just got, kind of got mixed up between which show i was watching but I, i'm actually just disappointed. I really like uh, Douglas Adams' work, so it'd be really, you know, disappointed just to see that they're canceling after two seasons, right? So, yeah. Oh, well.
4: Tim, are you talking about Wilfred? Is that the team? Yeah, Wilfred. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Have you watched that? I watched maybe half the first season of Wilfred, and I'm really, right. I've never heard of Dirk Gently. I'm, like, way out of the loop on that one. Oh, really? How oh, can he, you mista-
3: he, I just want to know how yeah. you can mistake Wilfred for Dirk Gently. I'm
2: kidding, Tammy. Oh, oh.
3: Okay. <laughs> okay. You had me worried there <laughs> so for a second. Yeah.
2: Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency is something that Douglas Adams came up with. I want to say after um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series, but I think he did four Hitchhiker's Guides, and then he did this one, and, and then he went back and did a fifth uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. So Hitchhiker's Guide is a trilogy in five parts, I believe, right? Yep.
3: Yeah, but isn't isn't Dirk Gently the series based on a comic book?
2: Uh, no, it's, no, it's based on novels. Yeah, oh. and they're good novels too. You should you should go and read them. And a lot of the um, a lot of the expressions that we use every day, like the the one my favorite expression by Douglas Adams is. Surrounded by technology, but when all we want is things that work, is actually a quote from Dirk Bentley. There you go.
3: Hmm, learned something new. Learned something
2: today. you did. You certainly did. Yes. So I had some quick hits here too. The I po- I posted up a thing for the fans to listen to is Bohemian Rhapsody, the Star Wars edition. And now that I've said that, I can't remember. What. It's basically the to- sung to the tune of Bohemian Rhapsody, done in all the same sort of parts as as the Bohemian Rhapsody song by Queen, obviously, but done with a sort of Star Wars uh, flair to it. An, an interesting thing. Um, I was I was inspired by something actually. Tammy posted to one of our. Slacks. I think our MTJC Slack on uh, a, another video that um, was uh, like a sort of music video done on based on Star Wars.
3: Oh, that was the Yoda one, right? Right, right. Um,
2: another interesting one I watched here was 10 Pointless Star Wars Movie Changes that you'd never even notice. And, the, and this is an interesting one. For, I don't know. if I didn't pick it out any highlights of this. I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch this, but I highly recommend it. Um, it's like, you know, when they added in, you know, Jabba the Hutt and, or, you know, Greedo shooting first, that kind, those kind of changes. There are some changes that they made in even in some of the blue. Blu-ray releases recently that like wars, you just sort of shake your head and think why and this is it's a great little 10 minute or 10 minute 10 15 minute little video that goes through all the sort of changes and, and uh, it's hilarious actually right so and then for Jaime who hasn't seen Doctor Who yet Amy, believe it or not um, I posted a link from the BBC talking or their Twitter account um, talking about uh, this is the BBC Doctor Who Twitter account and basically they list off all the different regeneration episodes so if you want to catch up on or if you've never seen any regenerations uh, before. You want to see what's going on, how one Doctor Who changes into another Doctor Who, other different actor, that kind of thing, how he regenerates. And that's what the, I believe the Christmas special is going to center around uh, Peter Calde's, uh regeneration as Doctor Who as the, what is it, 12th, 13th Doctor, H- Timmy?
3: No, he's he's the, um, well, the 10th was David Tennant, the 11th, so yeah, 13th.
2: Yeah, so 13th, yeah.
3: So 13th is coming, he's the 12th. Oh, 13th
2: is coming, yes, yeah. and that's, that's Jodie Whittaker, of course, right? So we'll have to look forward to that. And uh, But technically, you know they keep they keep sort of blurring the line between the thing because the war doctor was um oh now i've forgotten his name
3: well yeah i mean are we counting him in that that, that count off because he doesn't really have a number
2: no true and and the guy who played finch in harry potter series is is also playing the doctor in the christmas special as well he's playing he's playing as if he was the first doctor who of course has long since passed the actor there and is some more for, some more fact check for jonathan for next week <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so it'll be interesting to watch that that's on Christmas day at 9 p.m I believe in Canada i believe 9 p.m in in UK as well so
3: it's probably one of the only series that i'm I'm literally counting down the hours to i, I absolutely really? yeah I mean that's I love Doctor Who
2: yeah yeah sure yeah I, it's funny I used to watch it when I was when I was a teenager and it was really hokey at, you know back then but but fun you know sort of thing right um and just so we were talking last week about uh, I was talking about the night shift at uh, at the enterprise uh, level there and it just so happened I was sitting watching TV the other day and the lower decks episode came on which is sort of a uh, it's a story about um, sort of the junior uh, Star Trek officers the guys who were like ensigns and stuff like that with they've got what one pip on their on their collar and uh, kind of interesting episode there sort of fills in that gap of, of who these people are it centers around a couple of you know four four people one's an officer one's a security officer one's a um, one's actually a nurse who's ended up getting more, more more roles out of that and it even ties into that. Enterprise or that incident at the Starfleet Academy, right? Because one of the one of the characters was apparently involved in that cover-up that we talked about. Um, and then, of course, one of my favorite uh, directors, Ridley Scott, was on Q Radio CBC the other day being interviewed by Tom, Howard, Tom Power. Um, and it's a great little interview. He talks all about uh, reshooting the, uh, which we talked about on the show a couple of weeks ago, I think, with Kevin Spacey being replaced by Christopher Plummer in All the Money in the World, where he plays John Paul Getty. Um, so, interesting talk with uh, Ridley Scott about how he he makes movies and how he sort of came out of you know uh, British advertising and worked his way into movies and you know obviously you know we sort of list off some of the probably a- movies we'll talk about on the show many many times. Um, and Louise Alien Gladiator Blade Runner of course. Um, what else has he done? Tons of stuff, right? And he Prometheus was in the- Prometheus is true, yeah, and he was also involved in the uh, the latest uh, latest version as well. So
3: can we talk about Prometheus for a second?
1: Sure. No, we have we have <laughs> fixed rules. No, on the these are the now. rules.
3: We cannot talk about it
1: now. <laughs> So I keep, yeah. I keep. You didn't tell her rule number one is no talking about Prometheus. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I keep seeing all these ads and and articles about Prometheus and Aliens Covenant. Now I'm a huge alien and aliens fan, but I have yet to see Covenant, and I I don't know if I'm doing any spoilers or anything. But every article I read, it always mentions Prometheus and Covenant in the same sentence or paragraph. Right. Is there right. a correlation? Am I, am, should I like? Prepare myself for something well, if I go to watch Covenant. So
2: first of all, Jonathan mentioned uh, talked about Covenant a few, like probably in our second or third episode. Just basically, you're not missing anything by not seeing it, right? Yep, that's pretty much yeah. it. But I said, I said if together? you've seen
1: Alien, you're good.
2: Okay. <laughs> any of any of the five movies preceding, right? Pretty much. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it's uh, as as far as a Ridley Scott picture goes, it uh, it does not uh, does not knock one socks right off their feet, but uh, it is pretty sort of it is a sequel of sorts to to. Uh, Prometheus. there is carryover over from um oh, okay. that, that story is numi what's her name
2: Ripa? is she in there no no okay but uh but david is yeah uh, android
3: yeah yeah so they're that say, like, they're that closely tied yes interesting like yeah. I, I never i never like that never occurred to me and then i like i said i've been reading all these articles i'm like really huh, all right
1: yeah, well I'll have to watch. is it on netflix yet or it's not on netflix and um i will i will clarify with a tiny spoiler some of the other actors from the first movie or uh, from prometheus are in there as well. I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to go too far down the rabbit hole, but yes.
2: Right, right. Okay. I thought they all got wiped out, but anyway, here you go.
3: Now I know. All
2: right, all right. So I just have a quick quick little zinger here that I was I was thinking about this during the we were talking last week about Bright, and I just watched the trailer for Bright, um and I'm still convinced that I saw this when it was called Alien Nation back in the day. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not familiar with Alien Nation, you probably passed by it and the remainder's been for eons. In fact, it even became a TV show, which I, you know, unfortunately watched back in the day as well.
1: That was so, a good movie though. That was a really good well, movie. The, yeah.
5: James and and, Con, yeah. and
1: Mandy Patinkin and yeah that was a yeah, great movie right was that Mandy Patinkin? that was Mandy Patinkin as the alien as oh, George I Francisco I yeah, wow. yeah. Huh. I just I just
2: remember the I remember the you know the uh, the TV show more than the movie I mean the movie was good but the TV show kind of just you know you know made it sort of painted it with uh, with white coated it as it were right made it really sort of splashed uh, but it was still a good show still a good cop show and kind of you know twi- twisty because it had the sci fi element in it right yep, yep alrighty so yeah here we are we're, um, I think I don't think we can get out of this podcast today without talking about uh, The Last Jedi now that we've, most of us have seen it. Tammy, have you seen it yet?
3: No, but I'll, I'm i one of the ones who will wait for it to come on iTunes or Netflix or something.
2: Right. Okay. So, I'm
3: right. I, you know, I have to be honest with you. I'm not big into Star Wars since Disney took over.
1: Is this a yeah. hate for Disney situation or? No,
3: I like Disney. I mean, you know, yay for killing all the moms in Disney, but
1: I mean, <laughs> 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 I just...
3: No, not a single one, except unless they were evil. But I, I, you know, I, I, I tried to watch. This is how bad it is. I don't even remember the name. But the the very first one that Disney took over, which which was that,
1: The Force Awakens.
3: Yes, I tried to watch that like a a a handful of times, and every time, within like twenty minutes, I was. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> it was horrible for me and I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. So when this new one came out, I was like, eh, and I read everything on Twitter, I'm like, eh, but I've got opinions. Even though I didn't see it, I do have opinions on the spoilery thingy. Okay, all right,
2: okay, all right. Well we were gonna do uh we we're gonna do as we did for Justice League uh sort of spoiler free sort of discussion of of, you know, being like among amongst because all three of us, Tammy, went on the first night and saw the very first showing of it and of course. I've been I've been back. Uh, I went back by myself the other day Had a few hours to kill and uh, nothing to do. And I figured, what the hell let's go see star Wars. Um, and I saw it in 3d. So um, let's do that. Let's talk about uh, our experiences of going to on the first night. I mean, the coolest thing about going on first night, if you, if you ever wondered what it's like is, yeah, there are, there are people who dress up as, as characters, which is kind of fun. Um, you know, it's lovely being, you know, bumped into somebody who's got a lightsaber and, and that kind of stuff. But um, people cheer when, when the movie starts, you know, and they cheer at certain moments. They kind of all sort of laugh at the at the the sort of in jokes, as, as it were. And people clapped at the end when I when Jonathan and I saw the first showing. People clapped at the end. I don't have to do that in in Seattle for you, Jaime. But mm-hmm. yeah, and there was there was one point in the middle of the movie which I'm not going to say for the spoiler part, but where where people actually cheered. You know, they were they were like, oh yeah, that's exactly what they wanted to see happen. And you know, we'll save that for the, the for the spoiler part. But anyway, so um, yeah, it was. I, I think you know, as far as Star Wars movies go. For me, the acid test is if I could sit and watch that movie anytime, anywhere, anyhow, um, to me, it's a good Star Wars movie. So like the a New Hope, they've been showing on showcase here in, in Toronto. They've been showing, you know, various Star Wars, you know, sort of marathons, if you will. And, um, I think Saturday they're going to show the Phantom Menace, but so I, I, I must have watched and, and they do it like in a, in a sort of recurring loop. So they would play like, you know, three movies and then they would replay, repeat them again. So I must have watched the New Hope, you know, over like a 12 hour period. And it's just, you know, I can just, I don't sit. There and watch that movie anytime it's on without, without even blinking. And so um, I was looking, through I just got my, I was looking at my Apple TV and I was checking out Prime Video. I watched um, the first episode of Man from High Castle, as I promised. And um, then I just went back to my iTunes and noticed that I, of course, I had Force Awakens and I, I didn't realize that I hadn't actually watched this, the extra special iTunes exclusive, you know, behind the scenes stuff that they had there. So I watched a bit of that and then I just put the movie on and watched it. And again, it was something that for me was really easy to watch. And um, there are some things in *Force Awakens* that that the sort of the *Force Awakens* that I have trouble with, right? Um, but I've, I'm really having a hard time finding a few finding trouble with *The Last Jedi*. I don't know about you guys. What do you guys think?
1: I think uh, *The Force Awakens*. Uh, I think the criticism against it, uh, to take Tammy's side a bit, is that uh, it's it's not a challenging film. Right. It's a pretty digestible, easy to consume. Hits everywhere you expect to hit kind of film um, whereas I think a lot of the blowback uh, that has happened so far on Last Jedi is the fact that it is a very challenging film mm, it right. does mess with your expectations, it does mess with your uh, understanding of this universe with the rules and I think yeah. that, that that's sort of where we are with these these two different projects and you could make that argument that uh, that has a lot to do with who, uh, who directed these pictures, J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams tends his films are excellent and they are extremely well done, but they are not what you'd call cerebral. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Ryan Johnson, I mean, from his work on uh, Looper to his work on Breaking Bad to uh, his first film Brick, is a director who likes to challenge and push and try and and yeah. innovate. And uh, and and for me, that made for a very good experience. But I I understand from reading the internets that not everybody agrees with that sentiment.
2: Yeah, so I mean, that's I think that's a good point. And 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 for those of you who are Trying to wonder what we're talking about is some people are saying that the the Last Jedi should be declared not canon because it's because some of the changes they made in in the sort of storyline, as
4: it were, right? What do you th- what do you think, Jaime? Of your first sort of, I assume you've only seen it once. I actually saw it twice, uh, ooh, not on accident, but because of the way that the um the way that the tickets were distributed mm-hmm. back in what September October, whenever that Monday Night Football game was. Um, yeah. I had uh, multiple devices pointing at multiple different theaters and just sitting in the queue, and the first one that came up was a. 20 minute queue that had me seeing it on friday uh, friday early morning i said that's great but um i don't want to have to avoid the interwebs for that long of a period of a time so i'm going to stick in this 45 minute queue and wait for thursday night and i was able to get that ticket as well so right i ended up seeing it sort of not back to back but certainly twice within oh, the, you same. Saw it in the early uh, afternoon i believe on friday right uh yeah it was uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh like nine ish in the morning on oh. uh, friday and 7 p.m on uh, on thursday yeah
2: i was looking at tickets the other day there's there's a showing at two o'clock in the morning on on the big screen, you know. And, and like, when I was looking at tickets on Saturday, there was like not a seat had been sold yet. I was just I was just thinking to myself, it'd be funny if I could stay awake, you know, for that, that long a time. It'd be great to sit right in the middle, you know, in the Sheldon spot, you know. But yeah,
4: and so having seen it twice, I feel like my uh, it, my my, um, my thoughts on it are still the same. Uh, the way I experienced the movie was slightly different the second time. Uh, I think we can talk about that a little bit more easily during the the spoilerific part of the show. Sure. Yeah, uh, non Otherwise, um I am. I, I like the movie, so let me just start up with that one. I like the movie. I'm not surprised at all that on Rotten Tomatoes the critic score is 92 percent fresh, mm-hmm. and the audience score is 54 as a really
2: 54. Wow. Yeah. That- so
4: it's like for uh, for like the audience side, it's sort of um, let's call it 50 50 because that's within the margin of, of error you yeah, would get like a yeah. poll, right? Like yeah. either you you either like it or you don't. I think um I happen to be on the side that likes it, although I do think it's a movie that, um, is a bit messy. And needs uh some edits like i'm not going to say to restructure the whole thing because yeah. like that's that's hard but i feel like an edit uh pass through this would probably help make it uh, a much better movie and i think people would enjoy it more
2: it's funny i went back and watched as i said i watched the special features on force awakens and i went back and watched the deleted scenes i think i had seen those before but but i am sure glad they deleted some of those scenes in the force awakens because they would have thrown the whole storyline off and and by taking them out you know they judiciously edited the story That's as it kind of flowed you know they if they had if they had done some of those things that kind of revealed plot points that were coming up later on and, and I hope that's the case with, with um, um, The Last Jedi as well. Um, I, question though about about the kind of projection you saw because I, I went on the first night with Jonathan and we and we sat at the side which was kind of weird like the scroller on an angle was really weird in 3D um, I just I found that to be hilarious in fact um, but you know on IMAX we were sitting I guess in the middle of the theater and it, super big screen super bright projection so it was like you know you, you really were immersed in the sort of movie uh then the when i went on saturday night i sat, i went to the what is the first digital uh, first digital projection theater in canada which was is which is at the scotia bank theater um and i remember i saw bicentennial man there which was, which was the first showing of a digital movie you know without any you know, imperfections in the in the film um but i in 3d but so like like a regular regular you know whatever 70 millimeter whatever it is uh, it's, i don't think it's 70 millimeter either but um definitely different aspect ratio more letterboxy than than you'd get on on an imax i think IMAX is four by three, almost right. Um, but really, really dark. I found it. I found I kept lifting, having seen, like I just kept. I felt sorry for the people who were just seeing it for the first time because it was so dark, right? I kept having to lift my my uh, 3D glasses off to actually see, you know, the lines in Snoke's face and things like that, right? Um, I don't know. What did you? So in your your projections, what did you see? You see, you saw the regular version of it first, and then what did you see on Friday?
4: Both were regular versions. um, Okay, kind of quite intentionally for some of the issues you were just uh, talking about so have you um,
2: seen a 3d projection of it
4: i've not seen a 3d projected version mm. of, of this uh, although i might when i go visit family in uh, in texas for the holidays i think i'll probably end up seeing it at least once in 3d sure so what do you so think I'll to compare to that way in terms of because i i saw it like oh, jonathan at center of, of the of the theater so oh. <laughs> i was actually like you know look up at the projector see where it is see where the beam is coming from and then oh, okay. align myself perfectly with that so ah, i was very happy with where i was in the theater
1: <laughs> cool Yeah. I I thought it was okay. Um, uh, you know, again, you sort of, uh, I I should have remembered from years previous that the, um, the night that they put those on sale, the app version of uh, the the Citeflex app here in Canada mm-hmm. uh, is is notably unreliable. Uh, and so, as I did last year, I gave up and went to the uh, desktop version and mm-hmm. immediately got tickets. But then they were slightly askew for that uh, first IMAX viewing. So, uh, but
5: not horrible, not horrible though,
1: right? It, it wasn't bad. We were, you know, just a little bit forward of where we would like to bend and probably about fifteen feet over from where we probably would have like to have been. It wasn't too bad. Um, I, but I thought it was nice and bright and crisp. I mean, there was a lot of um, space stuff in this flick, which tends to mm-hmm. be a little dark. And But I, I never really felt like it was drowned out. I never felt like there was anything that I was kind of lost in. Some of the scenes um, on, uh, with Luke and Ray, where they're um, together, where it's rainy and it's dark, were a little little muddled sometimes. But uh, I assume that's one of those things that, you know, will probably get better upon a second, third viewing when you... Sure because your, your eyes are sort of fishing around in the dark trying to find all the details and but but overall pretty good
2: yeah one thing i just find about 3d i've noticed that um they need to show more trailers before because i think it takes it takes a while for your brain to get used to you know the 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 type of distortion that 3d adds to the to looking at things right like it's not the same as your vision like i even noticed when in the uh, Jurassic park trailer that there was a point there where he's got his hand outstretched in terms of uh, aspect ratio or um, depth of field he's in focus his body's in focus but his hands not so when my eye trained over to his hand it was out of focus and it just seemed really unnatural to me that you know like I would think that if I were looking at something in 3d it would be crisp in 3d all the time no matter where I looked right um, and I think that's what I mean by it. it takes a while for your brain to sort of get trained to looking at a 3d image and because it's not really like 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 we see our perception every day kind of thing
4: mm-hmm.
2: you know that the, the, the focal length of the, of the camera is different than the focal length of your eyeball and all that kind of stuff right so anyway so yeah so do we move to the spot? spoiler version now? Well, why not? Let's,
4: let's, let's get into yeah, it. I know Tammy, this sounds pretty good. Spoilers. Yeah,
3: but how, how spoiler are we allowed to get?
4: Um, well, well, if we give the proper spoiler warning to those of you who are transporting along and listening to this fine podcast, uh, you, if you have not seen the movie or, uh, if you would be hurt very badly by the spoilers, you should probably pause, go watch the movie and then come back.
2: Yeah. So I'm going to set a timer here for 20 minutes. Um, and then we're going to come back. And so if you want to pause for 20 minutes, you know, uh, um, um, now's the time to do that. Or, I'm sorry, not pause, but go ahead, zip ahead. 20 minutes. Okay, timer started. There you go. All right, hit me.
1: Well, are we going to do a recap or question.
2: to dive in? Well, one question I have, first of all, how does Ray get back on the Falcon after she has her duel with um, Snoke and Caloran?
3: The Force, duh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I haven't seen the
2: movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, actually, it's funny you should say that. We're not going to, let's not drop that spoiler about that. How do you get back on the ship with the Force? But anyway, oh, I see,
4: I just did it. Anyway, go ahead. No, I think it's I think it's very. Think it's very so Tammy asked, like, how spoilery we can get. Um, I think as spoilery as we want. Okay, right? That's part of the show.
3: I just love that I made up a new word. Spoilery? Okay, spoilery. and you all went with it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so well, so okay, so the part that people cheered at was um, there's there's a point there in the movie where they, they keep Kylo Ren and and Ray. You should we should watch this movie, Tammy. It really is good from this point of view. But Kylo Ren and Ray have this sort of relationship they establish through long distance. She's on one planet on one side of the galaxy, and he's on the other side of the galaxy and they're actually able to see each other and communicate throughout the movie and at one point it's kind of funny because she's sort of walking along and it's in the middle of the night she's just she's ugh, she's trying to deal with Luke and how stupid he is being and all that kind of stuff and she's walking along and all of a sudden you know this the, the bells go off or whatever the signal audio signal was that she knows okay now this this guy's calling me on skype and she just sort of says do we have to do this now you know <laughs> anyway so but but there's, there's sort of a build up to the point where Kylo keeps saying to her join me join me join me and they get into this big kerfuffle in the middle of the movie and all of a sudden they do join each other and they do start to fighting everybody else in the room together as a, as a unit, right? And the entire audience went bananas in the 3D viewing. Like they just went, oh, like they just started cheering as soon as she picked the sword and turned her back to his and they did that typical, I don't know if it's, a, what do you call that? When the when the back-to-back? Back-to-back, yeah. Well, back-to-back mm-hmm. fighting against everybody in the room and kind of thing, right? Um, but they, they cheered when when she caught the, the lightsaber, you know, as it was coming straight towards the screen. That was a really cool scene in, in 3D. Honey, when when the, the lightsaber is coming towards them, you know, um, horizontally, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was kind of exciting. That was kind of a neat thing. But I I just found that the, the I don't know what you guys think about that whole sort of build up in the first part of the movie. Of course, I realize Jonathan's on the on the on the call here, and he's probably he probably saw this hours before I did. But <laughs> um, but the whole sort of the, the fact that they would join each other and, and fight and together, like, did what, what did you guys think about that sort of moment in the film? Anyone?
4: I mean, I liked it, Jonathan. I don't know if you wanted to, to weigh in.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it was funny cause you know, they both, uh, you know, through that link they were sharing in their minds, they mm-hmm. both had a vision of what the other was going to do when confronted with a choice. So right. would Ray turn to the dark side? Would Kylo turn to the light side? How was this going to reconcile itself? And they were both convinced they were right. And so they get to this scenario where they, you know, they're, they're in that moment and you know, it's going to come down to a choice. One of them is going to have to do something. And, uh, uh, you know I can't say that I predicted exactly what was going to happen I knew it was going to obviously take a twist there there was like mm-hmm. obviously f- foreshadowing a twist mm-hmm. um, but it was it was an interesting moment and it was a really um shocking one I mean I genuinely I was surprised that they they took it to that level there was a moment there you know again I don't know how far we're gonna get into the spoilers here but well we could call it the Kevin Spacey moment if you want to call it
2: like remember uh was American what's that uh American Beauty American no not American Beauty the other one the, the LA conference. I confidential. Like confidential. Yes, no, yeah, absolutely. The, in the middle, of, exactly. Let's call that a Kevin Spacey moment. Yeah, there's
1: right? a Kevin Spacey moment. Absolutely. So the Kevin Spacey moment comes along, and you're just, you know, you find yourself thinking, like, did that really, did that really happen? Like, did, did I just see what I think I saw? And you're rationalizing it in your mind for a second because you're thinking, no, no, they, they wouldn't do that to that kind of character at this stage of the film, right? And, right. and then the body falls in half. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, all right, so That's the Darth so Mall moment. Right? There's, there's no going <laughs> back from. From that like you know there's, there's not enough band-aids to fix that problem like, <laughs> this you know get him a small glass of blue milk it's not gonna help he's all oh, the force for. of
5: the world yeah I yeah.
1: That. so uh, it was it was a genuine as as there had, was a bunch of different moments in this movie where you know it's messing with your expectations I think we mm-hmm. all went in with a mindset of hey the force awakens was such an ape of what happened in the new hope uh, I, I really think a lot of us went in with at least a little bit of of hey, I wonder if they're going to follow the the Empire Strikes Back model. Well, they they kind of did, though. And there were a lot of beats that followed that. You know, there's the sort of training, mentor versus student kind of relationship. There's... I was thinking more about Hoth and all that kind of stuff. Well, that comes later on, but they really, to build up to the scene, they really sort of start off with, you know, well, they establish the young character goes to visit the old character, looking for advice and training, trying to figure out their place in the universe. They've got, you know, the bad guys, got the good guys on the run in space. That's very much like the Millennium Falcon being chased mm-hmm. by the star destroyers and to the asteroid field. So we've kind of got these this stage set where you find your mind going to those expectations of okay, so it's following some familiar beats. I know this universe. I'm comfortable. And then Ryan Johnson just starts slapping your expectations around by just throwing you these curveball after curveball after curveball through the middle of the picture mm-hmm. by, you know changing what your expectations are based on having seen the previous trilogy of you know these films that everyone's so familiar Familiar with and throwing right. you these these excellent curveballs, and yeah. that one was a particularly effective one. Uh, I know a lot of people online are very upset because they didn't want to see Kevin Spacey, uh, you know, chopped in half oh, at really? that point.
2: Yeah, because he's such a such a good character to have in, in the in the genre,
1: right? Well, whole, yeah. I think there there was a lot of people. You know, <laughs> I was thinking about why, uh, and I, a lot of a lot of people who I have a lot of respect for, people who are professional writers and people who have just really good opinions, uh, have been posting. I've been reading a lot of stuff about this, and I'm trying <laughs> to think about what their problem is really I, and i i think i've got to figure it out it's that people like to be right people want right. people wanted to be right about uh you know who this person was where they fit into this universe who you know yeah. there's a big reveal at one point about ray's family they wanted yeah. to be the ones who guessed right and because it's not wrapped up in the bow or to the expectations that george lucas built during the original trilogy or in the prequel trilogy or that were set forth in the last film they did Plant a lot of seeds in that first picture that you think are going to come to a very ripe fruition, and in this right. one, they kind of just threw them at the, the airlock. They're into yeah. Well, I mean, sort of. So, to, so it, like, one of my
2: biggest problems with the first three movies is is Darth Vader being on a leash of the Emperor, right? I mean, because to me, I found him very in 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 when when the Emperor comes into the picture, especially in the Return of the Jedi, when he brings Luke back to you know to the Emperor to be you know beaten by the Emperor or what if the Emperor's going to do with him, Harvey Weinstein or something. I don't know, but. <laughs> He or Kevin Spacey, him, I guess. But um, uh, I found that I found that really weakened Darth Vader, in my opinion. Darth Vader was such a kick-ass bad guy, right? But so now I kind of sort of see Kylo Ren character, the Kylo Ren persona, being rising or rising into that into that new position, and this gives him that opportunity to be the 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 big boss, right? Um, However, early he is in his own personal development. I mean, like he's you know, if, if if I was an HR person, I would sort of I wouldn't sort of see him being in the secession model so early in his career, but um, but I think that's what kind of opened it up for him, and 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 that's what he sees when he asks Ray to join him again. That you know, it, you know, it could it could be the two of them. It could be Luke and Leia ruling the galaxy kind of thing, right? That was that sort of Sam and Diane kind of moment as well, right? And that may be what they'll play out in the third movie. Yeah,
1: it could, it could. I, I you know, it was it was an interesting thing to sort of build this relationship. I thought that part of the film was very very effective. They yeah, build. Yeah. This, this relationship between what we now see as the good character versus the evil character, and it starts to become pretty complex. They actually start to try and understand each other, and they start to bring that together, and it, it really does lead to some interesting dynamics later on, um, although it does become pretty polarizing uh, post-Kevin Spacey. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see, and I think that's the thing that a lot of people are also uh, also a little ticked off online is, you know, this movie kind of takes all the thr- threads that were sort of woven through force awakens and ties them up in a pretty neat bow. It'll really? be interesting okay. to see where they kind of go from here.
2: Mm. So w- we got a couple of minutes left here. I just, the spoiler part. I just want to sort of maybe Jaime can jump in here, but so, um, Poe Dameron, I, I found him, mm-hmm. maybe it's my advanced age. I don't know, but I found him kind of annoying. Um, and, and, and maybe I do generally speaking, find him kind of annoying, but, but what do you think about like, was he being a pain in the butt on, in the command ship? And when he was being ta- you know, dressed down by, uh, I forgot the name of the character. Holdo. Uh, Holdo. General Holdo. Or General Holdo, right? Uh, think? I think it was Vice
4: Admiral. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, but I think. Uh, well, let me ask you: Did you like him in The Force Awakens?
2: You know, I kind of did, and I kind of didn't. You know, I liked him better in the in the book than I did in in the actual portrayal. Maybe it's the actor. know. Okay. But it,
4: but it sounds like you didn't find him uh, an annoying uh, person or a character in The Force Awakens, but you do in The Last Jedi.
2: Well, I mean, I don't know. He, was, I, I don't know if he was playing a stereotypical flyboy or not. But uh, but in, I, I didn't have you know. I, admittedly, he has a sort of natural touch with with an X wing, but but I found you know he was. Kind kind of a pain in the butt. I mean, it was sort of like, you know, the the middle manager going after the upper management trying to figure out, and then, of course, the upper management had their agenda that they they weren't going to let him into, right? Because he's
4: the kind of guy that would spill the beans, if you will, right? Yeah, or, you know, potentially cause a mutiny, which he actually ends up doing. Yeah. (laughs) That wouldn't be your your normal expectation, right? And I think his character, it seemed in line with his character that he's, um, you know, the flyboy kind of person. And uh, the whole theme of the movie was failure, right? Everybody fails at everything Mm -hmm. in in this uh, particular film. Yep. Um, and, and extra spoilers even Luke gets a real explicit lesson from, uh, <laughs> from that little guy from a character yeah. uh, about that um, and I think it made sense to me like it made a lot of sense to me in that it took the normal tropes that you would have for um, you know, movies in general sci-fi movies in particular and especially for Star Wars where this group of this small group of folks came up with this crazy idea things go bad but oh look they pulled it out at the end in this case they don't right like his whole plan utterly fails mm-hmm. uh, you know the people he sends off uh finn and uh, rose like they completely fail at their job they tried really hard but they yeah. they fail hard and it costs the rebellion i sorry the resistance tons of lives which right echoes what happened earlier where he ostensibly had success in destroying the um what did they call it the destroyer star killer
1: star killer oh the oh the thing at the beginning the uh, uh dreadnought, dreadnought, or dreadnought yes dreadnought. absolutely yeah yeah
4: yeah so they, they destroy that thing but it's like well was it really worth it there was a period of victory we lost so many of our, of our good people on our ships yeah. and stuff like he,
1: oh, we
2: get that Lando Calrissian yeah. character out of it too, like in in um. Oh, Benicio del Toro. Del Toro, yeah, 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 yeah,
4: yeah. Playing a man who's had one too many Heinekens and <laughs> uh, <laughs> a, a character who has a very different perspective that we we don't normally see. Right, he's uh, ostensibly a Lando or a uh, like a Lando Calrissian or a Han Solo, but hmm. he's not. He he's, he doesn't have the twist of oh, look, I had a good heart at the end. It's like no, I'm just a dude, and I don't believe there's right. good or bad. I think you just live your life and you move on.
2: There were a lot of object lessons in here, like. Like for instance, when the first issue of, of fighting the getting, taking out the dreadnought, okay, we took out the dreadnought, but look what we, look what it costs us. It cost us like, you know, three quarters of the flyers out there, right? Died, the bombers mm-hmm. all died, you know, uh, Rose's sister died in that, in that first section. Right. Um, and, uh, the other object lesson was, was this one about the fact that these guys who make all this money are making money by selling weapons to the good and the bad guys. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, where, where do you draw the line there? And um, we're kind of out of our spoiler area, uh, um, that um, so we should uh,
1: wrap this up. Um, yeah, I think the 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 whole thing. I think I think Jaime nailed it. I think this is you know this is Star Trek Gray. You know they show right. you they show you the the light side, they show you the dark side, and right. they show you the gray side. And you know this movie has some interesting messages about uh, arrogance and hubris and failure right. and uh, and hope within those things. You know it still has a Star Warsy message to it, but uh, this really was uh, a view of this universe. That has been so in the previous seven to eight pictures, I guess we'll include Rogue One in this, very much about light versus dark, about good right. versus evil. Dark this light, is, this light, is the yeah. first time where we really started wading into the mire of the gray area because Luke's got some valid points in this mm-hmm, film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I know that people are are very up in arms about his portrayal in this film because really? it's not up to you know the standard they expected him to have lived his life by based on mm-hmm. where we left him at Return of the Jedi. But, you know, he, he's he got some valid points to, to put out there. And as, you know, people also got on the back of that whole scene on the Monte Carlo planet, right? Where they go to, to Monte Carlo uh, for, for the not horse races. Um, it's, you know, that whole world, that whole sort of avarice and the, you know, like it's all so gray, it's so murky, and there's so much mm-hmm. explored there in this universe. And and maybe we're getting a taste of where Ryan Johnson's going to take his future trilogy because. So,
2: what are people saying? I haven't seen anything about that sort of money planet. What were, what were they saying about
1: that? I think, I think a lot of people were just, you know, they felt like as a digression, it just was, you know, it wasn't necessary. And, really? you know, some of the some of the morals in there, you know, again, just, it, you know, felt a little heavy-handed at times and, you know. It, well, the little kid at the end is the new hope, obviously, right? I, I guess, I guess. I mean, yeah. you know, they do leave you on a very positive place for well, the future. it's Well, it's funny,
2: just on the, yeah, positive, hope for the future kind of thing, but um, the, the scene where he walks out and, and he just force grabs the broom totally missed that in the in the, the dark um 3d version that i saw on saturday night right
4: huh. like you I don't understand
2: could you not see the broom like how did you no you i mean it was so dark you couldn't see that 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 was there like you saw him it's almost like he picked up the broom but you, you couldn't see that he, there was like six or eight inches between him the wall and and where the broom was resting in his hand right and he just oh, interesting. You know, yeah so it was like as, that's what i mean about the dark projection i found that there was a lot of a lot of it was a lot of hard it was really hard to see a lot of the stuff and um you know you know, and I was sitting in what I normally would consider a good seat to sit in. I just, I don't know, maybe it was the projector was too dim or something, but, or yeah, I just, I, I, I would have asked for my money back if I hadn't seen it before already, right? If I didn't, and, and you know, I kind of mentioned that the people sitting next to me after the movie was over it was way better in, in, in IMAX. And uh, the other dude that was saying he saw it in the regular projection and he thought it was, it was really dark in this 3D version, right? And I, I guess that's the thing, but what they call real 3D, right? The, the, the you know, the one where you're wearing sunglasses in a darkened theater, give your head a shake. Right? What do you expect? Right? <laughs> yeah. You know? mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, I was one other thing I want to say about uh, the whole movie in general. Um, I can't remember what it
4: is now. Well, Tim, you asked about Canto Bite, the uh, Monte Carlo planet. There, um, yeah. I feel like that whole subplot is one of the areas that I would have uh, edited. Yeah. Because it, 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 I don't want to take time away from Finn and Rose because I think um, there's some stuff they're setting up there with yeah. them, um, yeah. and I honestly would have liked to see more out of the Rose character, especially given she's like a mechanic, uh, engineer type. I would have loved to see her, you know, MacGyver her way out of something, Um, given that's probably what her skill would be.
5: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
4: But I would have trimmed that part of the movie, and if you're going to keep the running time the same, you end up expanding other areas, potentially even that same area of interaction with Finn and Rose, but I didn't really like the execution they had for them in particular.
2: Did you find it a long movie? Like, did you think this is way too long? Like, I kind of felt that way in, in Blade Runner a couple of times, right? 2049, but not so much
4: in this one. So I found it, I found that section kind Kind of long when I first watched the movie, and then the second watch I said, "Oh, it actually wasn't really that long." Yeah,
2: it kind of whipped by.
4: yeah So I think it was just the the pacing that, that, that struck me the first time I saw it.
2: Yeah. So I just want to ask you one last question. You don't have to say anything about it, but um, and the question is, did you see what was in the in the drawer when Finn goes to get
4: the blanket at the end of the end of the movie? Oh yeah, and I, I thought for sure somebody else would would bring this up, but yeah. um,
2: let's leave that for the,
4: let's leave that in the, in the spoiler bin. I mean, this, we can leave it as a uh, Jedi, much like Vulcans. Lie directly or by omission all the time. <laughs> are like, oh my god, like, but such and such. And it's like, well, think about it, right? Because if this was, um, was that 1980, and if uh, social media existed, mm-hmm. I guarantee you we'd be like, oh my god, this is so non-canon. There's n- zero chance that Darth Vader is actually Luke's father, right? Luke, right. Luke was told explicitly that these were two different people,
2: mm, right? Yeah,
4: yeah,
2: yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder if they. So I, I I'm often suspicious of the writing of A New Hope because there's so many things in A New Hope that don't fit into the rest of the movies and and that one particular one that, you know, when, when Obi-Wan tells Luke that Darth Vader killed his father, right? And that his father was just, just, mm-hmm. this Poe Dameron kind of guy, right? That's kind of what I got out of it, right? so yeah, yeah, from a
4: certain point of view, as he says in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. I was lying to you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: so, last thoughts? Uh, it is exactly two years from tonight that Episode Nine is set to premiere. Right, right. So start your clocks. Start the countdown. Yeah, it is a scant two years from tonight. We will be watching theoretically the last uh, part of this uh, this trilogy, non trilogy. I don't know where 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 are
2: we at now. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know. How, what does nine mark into trilogies Like
1: nonology,
4: I guess.
2: Non nonology. Yeah, there you go. So so here's a, I just saw an interview with um, um, Mark Hamill, and he was talking about how the first movie was was Harrison Ford's movie, and this movie was supposed to be Luke's movie, mm-hmm. right? Um, and nine was supposed to be carrie fisher's movie so what do you think they're going to do and uh, so i don't know if you also heard too apparently they did use some cgi in uh carrie fisher's place i don't know if you guys caught that at all or if you even spotted
4: it i mean are we getting back to to spoiler zone i mean there's
2: um yeah you think you think what you have to say is a spoiler we'll just you know put that out there
4: yeah so so spoilers again so skip okay. ahead to another minute or two i guess sure, uh, yeah. uh the Leia poppins scene <laughs> <laughs> definitely cgi <laughs> like, like that's perfect that's when you didn't need Carrie Fisher around four, that's for sure. Um, oh right, it didn't yeah. Bother okay, bother me as much as it has other people on the net, but I also think it wasn't executed as well as it could have been.
2: Yeah. So okay, if they weren't planning on doing the Mary Pop- or the, the Carrie Poppins thing, why why would they why would they bother doing that? I mean, we've all always, always sort of known that Leia has a hint of the Force in her, right?
4: Yeah. See, I'm glad yeah. you said that because a lot of people are like, oh my god, she has a Force out of nowhere.
2: I'm like, she no a Force in like the first three movies. Well, she She's says like, she says, says at
1: the back. end of Return of the Jedi, she says, "I know Luke's not dead. I can." Feel it, like, yeah. She has the Force, and when
2: Harrison Ford dies, in... oh, wait a minute, yeah. So it's okay. <laughs>
4: <laughs> if you're, you're listening to this episode, talk about the sequel to the Force I Awakens. Watched too and many Star Wars spoilers like,
2: are okay you know, for the blurred, Force Awakens. The blurred lines, right? Um, yeah, no. When, when when Han Solo dies, she sits and she goes, oh, like you know, she sits down as if as if she's just been punched in the gut, right? And that's from like you know miles away too, right? Or, or you know light years away, right? Um,
4: so yeah, she's. You know,
2: okay. I think, and that's. And Yoda says at the end that at the end of uh, Return of the Jedi, that there is another, and he's talking about Leia, right?
4: Yep. Yeah. Force is strong in their family, and is, as far back as Empire Strikes Back, you can make the argument that she has the Force because she's able to hear Luke when he's calling out to her when they right. in the Falcon, and they go back for him. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So that, that, that the part doesn't bother me. And, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how they're going to deal with it because they like they did the head fake of, oh, no, like, she has died um, yeah, yeah. during the first attack. And I was like, oh, okay, there you go. That's how they out, uh, wrote out uh, Carrie Fisher, and that's not at all where her character goes. So yeah. very curious how they'll handle it in episode. Nine. I, I do think that this,
1: you know, there's a few people online that have made the case for, you know, well, maybe the next one is a time jump ahead a little bit. And I think that there is a good case for that. You know, that way you can write out Carrie in a dignified way. You can, you know, push past some of the very raw wounds of where we leave off in this picture and into a new adventure that sort of continues from there. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, people are talking about time skips that seem way longer than I think is necessary. They're talking about five to 10 years. I'm like, no, Return of the Jedi is like six months. Months to a year later after right. Empire Strikes Back, so you can have it be six months have passed, and oh no, you know not only are we in this terrible tattered situation, but um, our princess, our general has has died of natural causes. Yeah, causes. that's reasonable. She's an older woman, right? Like, totally makes sense. Yeah. Okay, that's our second uh, ten minute warning. <laughs> 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 so, welcome to the end of
2: the twenty minute spoiler free spoiler yeah. area.
3: You guys are so lucky.
5: I've been keeping <laughs> so
2: there, Tammy. <laughs> so, have, so have we, well, I reset it again because I, and I, and I kind of did warn you, but anyway, just on the light and dark thing, just one last point here is, is that I'm, you know...
3: And by takes, 20 minutes, I actually mean 25.
2: <laughs> it takes a, it. takes a lot of, of well, actually, Tammy, you, don't forget when I edit this out, it comes a lot shorter, right? That's why I said I gave them 12 minutes to begin with. Yeah. So you're right. It's 25 minutes. But anyway, um, Ray has a lot of dark energy in her when she's fighting, like when she's got the lightsaber in her hand. And this is, I'm not breaking, I'm not spoiling anything. This is enforced. Awakens. Go back and watch it if you don't believe me. She like gets really into it and start, you know, because there's a moment there where Kylo's got her pinned and she kind of closes her eyes, takes a breath on her own. I mean, she's sort of self-trained Jedi if you want to look at it that way, right?
3: The um, lightsaber is just an extension of the throat punch.
2: <laughs> well, exactly, and you should know, right? So, so she like she actually just so I, again, Tammy, you haven't watched all of Force Awakens. No. Oh, you you need to go back and watch no, this. You I, need I to go back understand. and watch. Girl, but i get, no but ass. i
3: agree with you hundred percent i mean like right in the beginning she was fighting with her mm-hmm. i don't even know what she was fighting with i don't the think stick, it was a yeah. saber. Yeah. yeah she had a stick yeah. and yeah she's she's angry and i love her and she's a strong character but i don't know what it is like she doesn't have a mom I, it's Disney of course she doesn't have a mom <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what it is about the new Star wars even like the phantom Menace and you know one two and three i just could not get into them i, I i'm a child that the '70s and the yeah, '80s, yeah. '90s, and, and you cannot touch those original Star Warses.
2: Apparently, you can several times. Yeah, no. special edition, no. special edition, special edition, and and even oh like, hush, they, they like I just <laughs> I just said to you in my in my in my picks. I'll, I'll go watch this this ten things that the ten most pointless Star Wars changes you never even noticed are in this movie. Yeah, so and I'm not talking it, about Hayden Christensen. nitpicking like, yeah. yeah, like they. I'm
3: talking, I'm talking big picture. Tammy,
2: Tammy, George Lucas took the eyebrow. Was off of Darth Vader when he takes off the helmet because he was burned in
3: Get out
2: in in the the what is it the uh, Revenge of the Sith right? He was all his all whole body was burned and stuff. George Lucas went and then digitally took out his eyebrows.
3: Yeah, but come on, no one even noticed. Whoopi reissue... Goldberg had no eyebrows in in Star Trek: The Next Generation. <sighs> I mean, eyebrows are just like they're there or they're not.
2: No, but I'm, what I'm saying though is like like in the original cut of Return of the Jedi, Darth Vader had arbra- eyebrows. The actor. Had eyebrows, right? And then in in this in the latest Blu-ray edition that just came out, like th- two three years ago, they went in and took the guy's eyebrows out.
3: All right. Well, in That's my defense, pointless. in my defense, I've not really gone back and watched the remat, <laughs> and I'm doing air quotes remastered she's really versions. Really doing of it. air
2: quotes. When she says she's doing air quotes, she's actually got her hands in the. I, air.
3: I, I, they, really, uh, they're there. I can see them. I have no. I just I can't. I not right, we, we
2: need to. We need to get to our picks now.
3: <laughs> okay. My pick is. The originals, not the remasters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good on you. Yeah. All right. So, and, and Jonathan, you just posted something in your link. What's this about? Oh,
1: I, I was just going to say. If uh, I'll post this in there for everybody, there's like the great story from uh, thisisinsider.com that's got the 21 questions you have uh, after watching uh, the, the Last Jedi, and mm-hmm. some of them are the ones we just uh, talked about. What's in the drawer, and uh, you know, who were some of these characters that were uh, we, yeah. uh, come and gone and stuff? Can I just? Uh, can I just? Uh, I, okay, I got to throw in like a thirty, seconds, 30 we do, seconds. You guys do know what was in the drawer, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, I got it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I, I got a thirty second spoiler here. I'm got I got to go into it for thirty seconds because I got to give a shout out to someone. Yeah, thirty seconds spoiler counting now. I cannot believe how dirty they did Admiral Akbar. Can you? They actually brought back the guy who played him in the 1980s. Yeah, yeah. To, to blow him into smithereens. Yeah, I know, I know. That's that's awful. That's, that's low. Like it's a trap. Oh no, he's gone. He's just gone. There was no trap. They didn't even get to say his famous line. They just blew him out of the water. Oh, really?
2: It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. You're right. I did notice that it was the same actor, but but when I went
1: back and looked at the credits, right? As he's floating through space, suffocating, he says, This is crap. This is crap.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a good point. Good point. Another pointless change,
1: and yeah. that is my thirty-second rant on this. I got, I got a bunch more. And yet, and
2: yeah. yet, D3PO survived.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, unscathed. You know, they're gonna keep around characters that are those touchstones. It's easy to recast Chewbacca. It's re- easy to cast R2D2 yeah. now that they just they don't need Kenny Baker to be inside the, the poor guy. Oh, yeah. um yeah. They can recast Anthony Daniels by putting somebody else in that robot suit. Those characters, there's really no reason to get rid of them. It's, yeah, uh, it's the actors. It's Mark. It's Carrie, it's it's Harrison Ford. Those are the ones that are you know they're the ones that are easier to get rid of over the course of these films because it's you know it's hard to continue them on. The same reason why Brent Spiner doesn't play Data anymore. You know it just time sure. takes its toll. So Jonathan, speaking of it, oh, go ahead, Tammy.
3: I have to teach you how to do a proper rant. <laughs> if you're calling that a rant, oh my goodness, boy, we need to talk, yeah, yeah, <laughs> son. Yeah. I have got to show you a thing or two.
2: Yeah, yeah. So before you do that though. Um, the, the kid who plays the guy who plays uh, Willow and um, Wicket. What's his name? Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. The, the best thing is is following Warwick Davis on Twitter because he actually did uh, for like a, a I guess a Periscope or, or a Facebook Live thing with his phone of him walking through the red carpet at the premiere and all he sees is people's belly buttons and stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh look, there's a famous person over there. <laughs> Maybe I'll take a selfie with them and stuff like that. Right? So it's hilarious. So if, you, if you get a chance to go back and watch, check out his Twitter feed. He's got a, a link there about that. It was the best part of the, about the uh, red carpet. Yeah. All right. So let's get into our picks. Um, who wants to go first?
3: Wait, 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 wait.
2: Not you. You don't have a pick. Do you have a pick?
3: I don't even, I don't even know what we're doing. Well, this is, what this do is do we sort of... What, I know, but what do we pick on this show? I'm new.
2: Oh, well, we pick... We, it's sort of things we want to see, you know, trailers that are coming out, movies that are coming out, whatever we want to see, right? So I'm going to skip past this one because Jonathan's also picked it. But I'm going to talk about The Darkest Hour, which is a trailer that I saw where um, Gary... Oldman plays, uh, and it's a role that's been played over and over again. There's been some really good movies about Winston Churchill in the last little while. Um, uh, What's his name? Third Rock from the Sun guy. John Litzko. John John Lithgow just did an amazing uh, version of of Winston Churchill when he was sick. Apparently he was secretly sick and they they tried to hide it from Parliament and it was a big deal about that. John Lithgow played that. But Gary Oldman is, you wouldn't recognize Gary Oldman in this movie uh, as Winston Churchill. It's a movie called The Darkest Hour. It's not a sci-fi, whatever. It's a big about World War Two World movie. But we've talked about Dunkirk on the show before, so I, fig- I figured fair, fair warning that we could use or fair uh, fair usage that we could talk about Darkest Hour. That's an interesting movie. I think I'm going to look forward to seeing that one. And of course, a couple... I think yesterday, Oceans 8 dropped. And I think finally it's it's an Oceans 11
1: type movie that Jonathan can go see
2: because um, George Clooney's not in it.
5: Yay! <laughs> and,
1: and, and some of the most beautiful and talented women in Hollywood are, so
2: hooray yeah, for that. Yeah, so it's kind of... I guess it's... Are in the genre of Ghostbusters, it's basically the ladies taking over the show. Um, yeah, it, it definitely looks like an interesting, uh, interesting movie. I love heist movies; Heist yeah, movies yeah. Are, they're great. You know, so good to see that. So,
3: do, do I get to make a pick? You can oh, sure.
2: just just let 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 the other guys let let the boys go first. It's, well, sorry, I don't mean to say it the way it sounded, but <laughs>
3: okay, boys, <go laughs> ahead. I'll just, I'll just wait over here with <laughs> my pick. <laughs> wait till I'm spoken to. It's okay. Well,
1: welcome to the last episode of uh, Spotcast, everybody. Uh, great, thanks for coming. (laughs) (laughs) It's been fun. (laughs) <laughs>
2: yeah, we're both boycotting our own show. <laughs> All right. So Jonathan, why don't you go next?
1: Uh, yeah. So my pick is a pretty obvious one, but it, it had to be put out there. Uh, so Christmas Day, we're going to get the uh, Doctor Who Christmas special. I know that that's uh, also one Tim's looking forward to and Tammy too. Hey, Tammy. Is, uh, that we're going to finally get a, uh, have to say goodbye to uh, Capaldi and say hello to uh, Jodie Whittaker, our first female Doctor, which I'm very excited for. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, we can debate Doctor Who another time, but uh, I was not... Not a huge Capaldi fan, so I'm, I'm looking forward oh, really? to seeing where this goes. Uh, I, I, he had his moments, but I, I found that um yeah, I don't buy the sonic sunglasses. Yeah, there was there was a lot of things that I could pick at on on the Capaldi run, and uh and the best
2: part, the best thing about Capaldi was I've forgotten her name now.
1: Oh, the uh oh the new one, the crown,
2: right? the crown. No, oh not Billy, oh Billy was good too. Yeah, well Tammy did a little. Yeah,
3: you guys are killing me. Oh my gosh, I I just put in the chat that how do you not like. Go on a thousand chance, tangents. I, I'm sitting here biting my tongue because there are like a thousand things I want to talk about, but I'm yeah. just gonna be quiet. Well,
2: we got six more minutes, or we got five more. No. Minutes
3: now. oh my goodness. Oh, I'm just okay. Gonna...
2: Well, so well, you you get you get to you get to have the well. What do you think? Uh, yeah. So anyway, I posted a sneak peek of of the uh, episode with a little bit longer peek for people who can't wait till till uh, Monday morning, Monday afternoon, should say Monday evening, I guess, Christmas Day.
3: Wait, is it really
2: Christmas Day? Is Monday? Have you not done all your packing and your cookie turkey cooking and all that kind of stuff yet, Tammy?
3: Dude, I am unburying myself from work. I haven't done anything.
2: Well, you better get pitter-patter. Pitter-patter. Time's a-wasting. Right? Time's a-wasting. Alright. Um, yeah, so we both picked uh, Twice Upon a Time, which is then the Christmas special coming out. So, hi, Jaime, um, do you want to go?
4: Yeah, mine is a YouTube video called How Star Wars, the original Star Wars we're talking about, I do hope, was saved in the edit. Hmm. And it talks about the original uh, rough cut of the film and it was shown to um, Steven Spielberg and I forget who the other dude is, but both of those directors said, "This is a mess. Like this needs to change." <laughs> and uh, Lucas turned to his editors, including uh, most famously his uh, his ex-wife, then his wife at that point, Academy Award winner. Yeah, they, they removed some stuff out of the film. They reordered some sequences to make what we know today is a new hope. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's the same kind of thing that you could do, arguably, to the Last Jedi. And I think it would be a much better film. And I think it would be a film that more people would enjoy.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting point. Like I've always been. I've always maintained that I I like the original, original, original cut of A New Hope. In fact, I have it on DVD and I'll pull it out and watch it from time to time. Um, What's his wife's name, Jonathan? His first wife? Yeah.
1: Mm, That's a good question. Well, let's put it
2: this way. She won an Academy Award for the editing of that movie and George Lucas has been messing with it ever since.
4: Right, right. So this gets beyond more than just like, you know, the kind of edits, like, you know, screen wipes and everything. This gets to like, actually, uh, as they talk about in this video, the movie is written. Three times, right? It's the screenplay, mm-hmm. filming, and then the editing that right. ultimately can can radically change the movie. Uh, we've seen this podcast, yeah. yeah. We've seen this go awry in other movies, like um, you know, Suicide Squad is a real good example where they chopped up the movie and redid stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rogue One also suffers from this as well, where it was shot and then reshot and re-edited as the studios uh, tried tinkering with it. Mm. Um, this is a much more happier one, where I, I guarantee you would not have liked the the rough cut of, of Star Wars, Tim, if you watch this video and be like oh yeah yeah i'm going to see why they made those changes
1: yep. Marsha Griffin by the way Marsha Griffin yeah Marsha
3: Marsha Marsha
2: wow. all right check, check. by the way did you know that uh, what's the name of the character the main character in uh, I can't remember these names the main character in uh, Rogue One the young lady uh uh not not
4: Aaron um wow we are we are excited uh, er, 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 oh my god Gin
2: Erso Gin Erso Amy did you know that Disney killed off Gin mom in the beginning of that movie
3: <laughs> I, I'm not surprised see, if, if 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 they call you by mom you're gonna die you're You're either already don't exist or you're gonna die
4: yeah you know that's that's like a whole nother show topic in the future but like looking back at that movie it's the mom who causes a lot of the problem actually like if if she hadn't done what she does spoilers for rogue one uh the whole movie turns out way differently that's true
3: it's always the mother's fault (laughs) disney or not it is always the mom's fault
2: all right so tammy you got five minutes or you got seven minutes, actually. Go ahead. What you
3: I will doing? try and do it in half of 30 seconds, All right, which is 15. Good Yay for me. Matt. I second Doctor Who Christmas special. I am super excited about it and totally way out of what y'all have been talking about. My pick is Insidious, the last key. I haven't seen any of the insidious is, 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 is that how you say it?
5: I have no idea. But
4: Insidia? I'm not sure how you pluralize it.
3: <laughs> I just recently watched that trailer and oh my gosh, I am hooked. January 5th. I might even get all off my butt, go outside, go to theaters, wow, and see it.
2: That's that's impressive, right? Impressive.
3: You know, you know.
2: So, so somebody tell me what Insidious is about. What is it? What is it?
3: Paranormal, you know. Oh, horror stuff like that. Okay, yeah. But that's all I know. I've got nothing else.
4: From the, I've never seen the movies, <laughs> but from the, from the marketing of it, it really seemed like uh, some sort of haunted kid, or house or like a kid is possessed or something. Like I got, it was the impression it was one of those kind of movies. Well, mm. well,
3: here's the thing. Let's backtrack. When I was little, I didn't like horror. Then I had this thing where I was all about the horror. Then I had kids and I was like, oh, I don't know. It's kind of like carnival rides. I don't like it. But now my kids are older and I am all about the horror movies. And this one, it is freaky. Wow! I'm, I'm watching the thing. It's not even the trailers. If you go to insidiousmovie.com the uh, the background is terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Cool. Maybe I, maybe I won't go watch it. I don't know. I'm
2: scared. <laughs> You're scared. Come on, (laughs) the Linda Hamilton of SpotCast is scared. (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. All righty then. So I guess that's uh, going to wrap it up for uh, another episode here of Spotcast. So Jaime, if people want to find you on interwebs, where would they look? I'm on Twitter as at Dev of the Hair. All right. And Jonathan, where can people find you?
1: I'm on Twitter as at JPK News. And Tammy, how can
2: people find you on the interwebs as if we don't already know?
3: I'm at Twitter at Paradox927. And thank you all for letting me crash your show. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for coming.
2: Um, and as I say, top of the show all the time. My name is Timitra, T-I-M-M-I-T on the Twitter machine and that's the best way to get a hold of me. All right. And we'll see bye. See you in the future. Goodbye. Goodbye. Happy holidays.
3: If you want to find out more about the podcast or see the episode show notes, visit the Spockcast website at spockcast.com. You can get in touch with us on the website or follow us on Twitter at SpockCast. If you have feedback or questions, send us a tweet with the hashtag AskSpockCast. If you like the show, please consider recommending us to a friend, writing a review on iTunes, or pledging any amount at Patreon.com slash SpockCast. You can find details on how to help us out on our website at spotcast.com slash sponsor us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the future.
2: What is what is, what is Spider Man saying? You know, Superman says up up and away. What does Spider Man say? Let's get the web out of here. <laughs> or Batman, does Batman have a catchphrase, you know? Uh, where's the trigger? <laughs> no, that's what he says now. We're... No,
3: isn't his catchphrase?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm, rich, Batman. That's, I'm Rich. I'm Rich. That's my superpower.
1: I'm, I'm Batman. Um, do, you bleed? do you bleed, yeah, that's the one. Do you bleed? Best pickup line ever. Uh <laughs> You all realize
3: I'm going to have to refrain from like breaking in on your podcast now, right? Well,
1: how's that? Yeah,
2: I guess so. Well, you I
3: had so much fun.
2: It's a great show. We like it. Yeah, it, and we have a hard time not. We have a hard time keeping it down to like so we can do MTJC. We have always send Mark a note saying, uh, "Yeah, we're going to start late." <laughs> yeah. No, I just
3: I, you don't have any idea how much I'm sitting on my tongue right now, not to say things.
1: Oh well, mm-hmm. you come back again and do it and let let loose. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So I want be. A regular? Can I be like a regular?
2: <laughs> yeah, if you can stay awake long enough. Yeah. I'm
3: telling you, my, my napping hour is between like 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. That's when I nap and then I'm up for the rest of You need to just So Jonathan, just ed- the
2: reason I say that is because we've invited Tammy to MTJC a few times and she's fallen asleep while we're doing the show. <laughs> well, she's fallen asleep
1: on the show. It's and she's my also nap time. I mean, this is going to nap. I don't know if that's a criticism of the show or... <laughs> Maybe
3: Come on, in my defense, I'm up like all the time. I get about maybe two and a half hours of sleep a night.
2: Like a 24-hour like podcast.
3: <laughs> it happens to be right during this time.
4: It's like people will say, why don't you let Tammy talk more? It's like, well, <laughs> she's, so, no. she's, people she's, say she's probably
3: that. sleeping.
4: Despite Tim's statement earlier in this very podcast. She just may, or may not be conscious.
3: I'm going to you guys were like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it wasn't because of what you were saying. It's just my nap time.
2: Yep. Yep. The whiskey kicked in.
3: No, I wasn't even drinking. I was just tired.
2: <laughs> All right. Jonathan was on on Friday night. Let's let's call Jaime up right now and do spotcast. Yeah, I said, I said we got to do an impromptu one. Let's go emergency <laughs> emergency
1: spotcast. <emergency> <laughs> well, I I've taken the liberty. I I was uh, sitting there this afternoon, and I I, saw that. I started making a list of uh, all the genre movies that are coming out next year. So I thought yeah. we could probably have oh. some pretty good fun with. There are thirty, and I'm not exaggerating. There are thirty genre pictures coming out between January and December of next year. Wow. Uh, uh, so I thought we, we could do a little, I would pay to see that I'll watch it on, you know, I'll buy the Blu-ray or I'll watch it on Netflix review mm-hmm. of, these, of this list. So I, I put mm-hmm. it into the main for the next episode. So if you guys want to have a look, but uh, I think we could probably make a pretty good conversation out of all these things that are coming next year. It's, it's staggering. It's, there's so much genre stuff coming out and it, a lot of it looks really good. Mm hmm.
3: I'm, I'm all kidding aside. I'd love to be a regular. I, I had a blast. All right, cool. All
2: right. Well, now you know what, what kind of directions we go in. We go all over the place. Right. So, and it's funny though, because, you know, Jonathan's really bad at giving us lots of things to talk about. Cause like, I look at this stuff and go, are we going to do this in like, you know, an hour, an hour. Uh, how did I do Jaime? Did I actually,
4: uh, I was trying to power through. It was pretty good. Um yeah, so Tim, you were talking about like it's different. Like this is quite the opposite of, of MTJC, where that one's very like we yeah. have our set stuff that we're going to do, uh, and then we have the after show that goes however long. Um, and, and then Tim,
2: this one, if it, if it's shiny, yeah, it's, we
4: talk about it. The, yeah, this see, one you, I, you don't get is that. that you don't get you that
2: because you don't watch Firefly, so you don't know what I just said.
3: Oh, you <laughs> like, need like, that woman's doesn't... touch, that just that gentle tap, pottery
4: here or there. Yeah,
3: yeah.
4: This doesn't even have the structure of um, roundabout where you've got the free-for-all. You for the did
3: not game. just use the word structure and <laughs> roundabout in the same sentence, did
4: you? Like it follows the same pattern. It's like, okay, tell me who you are. Let's do a little bit of, you know, around that, the horn, That's that stuff. about
3: the only structure we have. Tell us who you are and what you do. And then, hey, we got these 13 questions. Um, I, I said to Tim, "I'm like, who's this Jonathan guy? Why'd you ask him and not me?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, he's related. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah,
1: he has minions. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. To, to be fair, I used to do some of the stuff for a living.
2: Yep. Yeah, go check out his website. Yeah, all right. Hey, what <laughs>
4: the sugar that makes the nepotism go down ABK a little?
2: PKComics.com.
3: No, you have to. You can't just say I'll it. Put, I'll put. I'll put it
2: in the trello notes. Thank you. All right. Okay. All right, we got to go because we got to take a ten minute break before we get back into the next show. So, Hemi, uh, time, Tammy, Hemi, <laughs> Me. <laughs> no, no. See, die, right? and Jaime to go together to become and heim- Hammy. So Hammy. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, you and I need one of those those J. Brad Pitt. Yeah, things,
2: was whatever was are called? Hi,
3: Jonathan, nice meeting you, you even though Mr. Tim did not formally oh, introduce us, Jonathan,
2: Tammy, Tammy, Jonathan. I kind of figured you might have heard each other on various podcasts here.
3: No, he don't listen to me. I don't listen to him.
2: How do you
4: know? But oh, you don't listen Maybe. to our show. That's true. I forgot. Oh, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Tim and Tammy, see you all in like 15 sure. and uh, Jonathan C. in the New Year. Have a a good happy holidays. Same to you, buddy. All right. Bye, guys. Happy holidays. Bye.
5: Bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.